Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Neoliberal Round podcast. Today, I actually wanted to, this is the beginning of a three-part series or entitled Towards Developing a Caribbean Thought Journal, Towards Developing a Caribbean and Pan-African and Diaspora Perspectives and Thoughts. I, you know, I taught a class uh, at the Jamaica Theological Seminary. Uh, it was an on- online class, well, and um, entitled Caribbean Thought. And uh, it was quite an interesting class. And I was able to develop some concepts. But um, just after this, this particular recording that I will share with you in a few seconds is, um, is just about 14 minutes. And it was the, some beginning thoughts of a lecture that I was supposed to have, or it is after the lecture, and then. But this is the beginning of the of the of the of a series that we that we're going to be doing, and this one is the introduction to the series. It's just thirteen minutes or fourteen minutes, and then. Um, but it's going to the series is about two hours long, where um, it will involve some um, cut discussions I have, a monologue, so to speak, and then of course it will be discussions. I'm having inside of the class with the students giving a lecture and I will share that particular lecture with you. But first we'll have the um, the introduction to the series where I am, and this was actually last year, June, 2021. I'll be right back after these messages. Today is June 2021, 20, 20, it's uh, 11, 12 a.m. in the morning. I'm in Germantown, Philadelphia. And um, I was teaching a Caribbean thought class yesterday. And while teaching, I was looking through my notes and I came up on uh, a note that says, The Bible is a record of man's personal encounter with God. I'm like, why did I write that? Of course, this is something that I believe deep down. I guess I, I noted it to talk about it. And um, as I I recorded part of my class, of the Caribbean Thoughts class yesterday in another recording. But um, all night last night and this morning, I was thinking about this statement the bible is a record of man's personal encounter with god and you know i teach caribbean thought that is really it's that really deconstructs philosophy deconstruct history 
I said, you know, it it is suspicious of of the of knowledge, it's suspicious of history. We look at the social and political currents, the religious currents that has come to define Caribbean thought and re uh, questioning whether or not there's Car- any any Caribbean identity. And I believe some of our thinking as Caribbean people or as Jamaicans in particular or people in general sometimes hijack or prevent any ability to move forward it disempowers you it dumb down your dilute thinking and so on but uh, back to this uh, back to this statement the bible is a record of man's personal encounter with God of course, some people would not be, that would not believe or accept this statement. They believe that this statement is too diluted. It's it's too it's not sufficient. It's not acceptable. The Bible would say they would say the Bible is not just a record. Okay, it's more than a record. But I start by it, but the Bible is a record. And just so you know, the Bible is not just a book in and of itself. It's several records. It it provides a records. The Bible is a, is a record or records of or records man's personal encounter with God. However, we have universalized that encounter on other experiences and encounters of man with God. for the ages the Bible is considered the word of God in that it was written by men who claimed to be inspired by God appealing in a sense they are here appealing to authority seeking credibility because the Bible was written by men moved by God who is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient and perfect. The inspiration is said to be like none other and in and infallible, which means perfect and therefore sacred. Any other book that claims or attempt to claim inspiration by God is therefore false, for there can be only one. Yet we also believe from the same scriptures that God in his perfection made man perfect but with free will to choose. And man has chosen in times past and the present to do either good or bad or that which is pleasing to him. God does not impose himself on the decisions of man and therefore if the scriptures are inspired by God it is man who chooses how to act on that inspired knowledge based on his own conditions, lack or gain, limitations and or experience. Nevertheless, we have accepted that the Bible is without human error, limitations and choices. However, God had once made man perfect, is the accepted Judeo-Christian view and probably the view of many other religions. But man has erred or erred or erred and seems to be imperfect and limited by time, space, knowledge and his own egos. Let me repeat this. However, 
God had made man. God had made had once made man perfect. Is the accepted Judeo Christian view and probably the view of many other religions. But man has erred and seems to be imperfect and limited by time, space, knowledge, and his own egos. So if God made the Bible or inspired it, can we also assume that it was perfect? But like all things, man has imperfected has imperfected it or imposed his will, his conditions and experience on it. I share an activity with my students in my class, the Caribbean thought class. I said to them, you throw an egg against a wall. It doesn't break, it doesn't fall. How comes? It's actually a, it's actually a trivia or quiz which breaks the ice and gets them thinking. They struggled with coming up with the answer. However, it was right there. After some prodding and repetitions of the trivia, one student came up with the answer after several wrong answers. They responded that the egg was broiled and stuck to the wall. Some replied that the wall was made of some special material preventing the egg from falling. One student replied it must be the wall. And yes, she was right. The wall does not break. The wall does not fall. You see, they were looking at the wrong thing. They were trained to see things in a certain way or they were limited to see the bigger picture for the antecedent of it. was actually the wall, not the egg. Sure, the egg falls, but not the wall. Yet they saw something deeper into a simple message or exercise. That is human. But that is human. Secondly, I share another exercise, another exercise, an exercise with the class. I said to them, another activity. I said to them recently, if I were to play a game called Chinese Telephone, and which is a game we call Chinese Telephone in Jamaica, the, the game with the cup or you, 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 where I whisper a statement to a student at the front of a line of 10 other students in a queue and have them whisper it back one to another, one to the other, down the line, and then have the last student restate what was said by me, it would have lost its original verbatim and probably its essence and devoid into some myth, which is always the case. And we know that huge portions of the biblical record we claim as the word of God was first information and stories that was passed down through generations orally and then with the advent of writing years later came the recording of these stories which may have deviated from the original. However, we cannot accept the Bible with fallibility because we say God is perfect and inspired the infallibility word, the infallible word. You know, we, we start from a particular point and then we try to prove that point, which is always the case. Or we start from a particular point to prove something else. We, we start by saying that God is perfect. And then we end up by saying the Bible is perfect when the Bible, there is a there is a great divide between the Bible starting at the God being perfect and arriving at the conclusion of the Bible, the Bible also being perfect. Because the Bible comes down to us. You know, it, 
so when you when you pass things down some when you, what happens when things go through processes you know but I shared another activity with the class I said to them if I were to play uh, a game called Chinese telephone where I whisper a statement to a student at the front of the line of 10 other students in a queue and have them whisper it back one to another down the line and have and then have the last student restate what was said to by me it would have lost its original verbatim and probably its essence and devoid into some myth which is always the case and we know that huge portions of the biblical record we claim as the word of god was first information and stories that was passed down through generations orally and then with the advent of writing years later came the recording of these stories which may have deviated from the original however we cannot accept the bible with fallibility because we say god is perfect and is inspired the infallible word But if the world is but if the world is far from God's perfection and the world is made perfect by a perfect God, how can we claim to have an infallible word of God? Sure, God is infallible, but man is not, and so is it not prudent to also question the Bible's essence and infallibility with man's limitation and effect upon it? Especially with what we know about human's ego and drive to compete and better himself among the rest at every cost and the expense of another. With what we have witnessed and discovered about the, astro the atrocities of man to advance power through a strategy of false truths, corrupt information and institutions that, ha that have created inequalities, racism, division, slavery, poverty, while advancing the gospel. The end. I will stop here for now. And I'm quite sure we will pick up this discussion when we in one and when we talk about looking at Caribbean theology in one of the Caribbean um, thought classes which we will do, I think, uh, next week, Tuesday, we are going to do a class, we do a class, on, next week, Monday, we do a class in the Caribbean, um, sorry, on, um, looking for Caribbean theology, within Caribbean thought, and then following that, we do a class in homosexuality, um, we're going to call it homosexuality, being we're going to look at, con we're going to look at certain topics, big topics, we're going to talk about abortion, we're going to talk about homosexuality, we're going to talk about, um, crime and violence and those corruption and those big topics um but i think this is a good uh, point to, to consider as we look at caribbean thought because we're dissecting history and looking at our caribbean identity and um looking at who we are as individuals and where we get what we have you know because part of looking at who you are is looking at the symbol looking at your religion looking at your tongue um why why that religion is it uniquely caribbean or jamaican um, um uh, where does that come from um, is it borrowed or is it something that we have come to normalize in our lives which uh, but yet it comes to us through plunder through violence christianity comes to us through plunder through violence and so on and so forth and given all what we know about all things And the fact that some 
things that are uniquely African has been lost. And, you know, because it has been encroached upon by the ideas of others and they have included it within their own, within scriptures so that a whole set of people loses value based on a particular understanding and way of seeing things. But, um, and so we wonder, do these things hold us down as Caribbean? We'll talk more about this. Or, uh,